constituidas por agua. Si los seres humanos automáticamente se adaptan a las condiciones ambientales, entonces, ¿por qué necesita tomar clases de natación? ¿Están listos para niños que comen sano? Una buena nutrición puede llevar a cosas buenas. Para averiguar cómo una vida sana puede ayudar a su hijo a triunfar en la vida, visite www.mypyramid.gov. Llevado a usted por el USDA y el Ad Council. What's going on in here? Well, I told you, we're remodeling closets. I knew this was going to happen eventually, but not so soon. Come on, it's a new year, time to start over. Plus, we need more room for all your nasty construction boots. Uh, you mean stiletto heels? Whatever. They take up a lot of space in Melda. So what's the difference between this year's closet? I'm simply wild about my good cocaine. Now, brothers and sisters, I'm It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Good evening. This is Mike. Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food and culture. Mostly culture, sometimes food, if you know what I'm saying. Coming up this weekend is the Elvis Fest and the Celine Celtic Fest, both in the area at the same time. Here with a report from our anthropologist is our anthropologist with a report. Here's a song I made up with a guy named Mike Smith who lives in Chicago. Uh, we wrote this song for Elvis imitators. We figured they ought to have a song. Maybe they should have a union. Right? <laughs> That's a tough gig, being an Elvis imitator. And... Uh, Jimmy Buffett actually recorded this thing under... He wouldn't use his own name, though. He used Freddie and the Fish Sticks. That's what he called his band. So here's the song for the uh, uh, Elvis imitators, wherever they are tonight. Well, I walk up to the mic and then I shake my hip. Take a deep breath and put a sneer on my lip. See me on the street, you wouldn't know my name. But imitating Elvis is my claim to fame. So when they put my imitation name in lights, well, I'll be imitation good at rocking the night. Cause I'm an Elvis imitator and I just can't stop. Imitating Elvis from the bottom of the top. Imitate the way he walked, the way he smiled. Throw away 
name a scarf and make the crowd go wild. Well, imitation Elvis may not be the king, but baby, it's the next best thing. Sang a Viva Las Vegas in the GI Blues. Won't you love me tender in my blue suede shoes? Let me be your teddy bear, cause you're too much. Baby, please surrender, cause I need your touch. Well, if you're feeling lonely, need a place to dwell, come on down to Imitation Heartbreak Hotel. Cause I'm an Elvis imitator, but just can't stop imitating. Oh, I can imitate the way you want the way you smile Throw in my scarf and make the crowd go wild Well, well, well imitation Elvis may not be the king But baby, it's the next best thing We all rock, rock, imitation We all rock, rock, Haircut and my high heel boot Imitating Elvis is the only way That I can make it through my imitation day Oh, this rockin' music can't be denied I was imitating him before he died I'm an Elvis imitator, but just can't stop I'm imitating Elvis from the bottom the top I'm imitate the way he walk, the way he smile Oh, wave my scarf and make the crowd go wild Well, imitation Elvis may not be the king Baby, it's the next best thing Have a baby Hi, hi, money Oh yeah, that's Steve Goodman, the man who wrote... No, Steve Goodman, the man who wrote The City of New Orleans. And that was Elvis Imitators from his album Artistic Hair... This is Pandora's Lunchbox, a show about food, culture, and also food, and Elvis. There will be multiple Elvi this weekend at the Ypsilanti Elvis Fest, located in historic Depot Town, July 11th and 12th. That would be tomorrow and the day after, namely Friday and Saturday. It is billed as the largest Elvis festival in North America. And it says here, this is a contest. This is not a contest, sorry. This is not a contest, but a true concert with spectacular performances from the first act to the last act by the best professional Elvis tribute artists in North America. In Riverside Park, notice the difference between the term used by Steve Goodman, Elvis imitators, and Elvis tribute artists. Tribute artists is a proper, respectful term. I understand that Elvis stylist is also a proper, respectful term. Imitators, well, you might get in trouble, son, if you talk like that in Ypsilanti this weekend. But nonetheless, there it is, Elvis Fest in Depot Town. There will also be, it says here, fantastic legend impersonators. There have been folks in the past doing the Blues Brothers and Johnny Rivers and people. I noticed they're called imitate, impersonators, sorry. Not imitators, but impersonators. So there, there are different levels here. Imitators, no. Impersonators, perhaps. Stylists, Tribute artists, that's just fine. And it says here on the website, milvisfest.com, there will be two documentaries shot during this year's festival. Just so you know. Perhaps, if you request nicely enough, one of the Elvi will sing the following song for you. This is nothing to do with Elvis imitators or haggis, but we'll talk about haggis later. There's a specific reason I want to bring that up. But first of all, here's here's our national anthem, as Arwolf might say. Oh, baby, let's go, let's go, 
Hey, listen, world, you've got to know I'm cutting loose and letting go Who needs the worry and the strife? Life can be a ball, I'll just fall away in my life Clam bake, gonna have a clam bake Clam bake, gonna have a clam bake Look for the brightest lights in town That's where you'll find me hanging round I got this feeling to be free I pick and choose the life I want And that's life for me Clam bake, go have clam bake Clam bake, go have clam bake Look for the brightest lights in town That's where you'll find me hanging around I got this feeling to be free I'll pick and choose the life I want And that's the life for me Clam bake, go have clam bake Hey, clam bake, go have clam bake Sometimes that's all you can do is have a clam bake, pretty much. That's Elvis Presley and one of the few songs... Well, sorry, let me rephrase this completely. One of his finest songs about clams, that is clam bake. Later we'll hear the other one. Very few artists have had the wherewithal to do two songs about clams, but nonetheless Elvis was one of those. By the way, Elvis Presley, the name Presley, is a derivation or a a cousin or something like that, a kissing cousin of the word priestly. So you see the aura around Elvis. There you go. Elvis Fest is this weekend in Depot Town, Friday and Saturday. I've been there and had a blast, and it's right on the Huron River, and there you go. It's going to be this weekend, and they'll probably have a chance to eat some kind of hunk hunk of burning sandwiches and things like that. Elvis Fest in Depot Town. Now, speaking of strange sightings of Elvi in town, there have been a number of strange things going on around the area. It just came out recently in the paper that the mural nearest to the Michigan Theater, that mural which contained images of kings and queens and other sort of surrealistic this and that, the other stuff, has been suddenly mostly painted over. Now, I'm not really sure if it's mostly, but primarily painted over. A lot of it was painted over just in white. And instead of the kings and queens and such, there are there is now a huge creature jumping around, looking kind of scary, and it has the word lonely with an ellipsis after it. Not an elvisis, but an ellipsis. That's a very different sort of ellipsis sort of thing. But that, there in the Ann Arbor News, it was on Tuesday about the mural near the Michigan Theater in that alley. 
much of it painted over all of a sudden, and it's really a mystery as to who did that. And the artist who did it, who originally made the mural, was Catherine Tumbo Cost, who now lives in New Orleans. She painted it in 1999 with some help from some other folks. Worked on it for five months and called it Infinite Possibilities. And it was an inf- infinite possibility for about nine years. Actually, before that, it was another mural, a very interesting, mystical, strange mural with a whole bunch of different images that I can barely remember. It's kind of like a dream. But I believe the used the ABC chewing gum sculpture or picture or whatever it is is still on one of those walls back there. But nonetheless, nonetheless the, none, the, none the Elvis, the mural, has in fact disappeared. Also in Tuesday's Ann Arbor News, it comes out that the Ann Arbor city of, the city of Ann Arbor, also known as, is going to buy the building that Tio's restaurant is in on Huron Street. Ann Arbor is going to buy it. And just found out not long after that that the owner of the Tio's restaurant, Tim Seaver, his Tio's Mexican Cafe having been there for 22 years, found out about the sale from customers and from reading about it in the Ann Arbor News. That's how he found out that his building was being sold by cut from customers and hearing about it in the Ann Arbor News. Okay, so there have been a number of things that have been discussed as to what could be done with the building. It's right near the city hall. They're thinking of maybe renovating the city hall, but there's been no thorough discussion yet as to how the property might be used. That's what the city administrator, Roger Fraser, told the Ann Arbor News. Okay, you know, I'm just going to say progress can be a good thing. Change can be a good thing. And to keep a city thriving and vital, you have to make changes here and there. And sometimes keeping a city new and fresh allows for a lot more creative energy to come through. It frees it up. But sometimes, you know, a little bit of humanity wouldn't hurt in the doing of that uh, changing. I'm I'm just going to say that. But Tio's is still going to be there at least through June 2009, apparently. City officials say they will honor the Tio's lease, which lasts until June 2009. So... Tim and Harriet Seaver, who own T.O.'s, have a year, less than a year now, in that building. Tim and Harriet Seaver, hope to talk to them later this year because they came into these studios to talk about Guac the Vote, which was about food, so that's important. They make food, that's also important. But Guac the Vote was a voter registration initiative. You could order a burrito at 2 in the morning and you could get... On the side, if you want, perhaps salsa, perhaps guacamole, perhaps a voter registration form. So you could actually register to vote at 2 in the morning while you're hanging out with your buds in the frat and not have to deal with other ways of voting. Or I have to get up at 9 in the morning and go to this office and do this. So you could actually vote with your burrito. So not literally. That'd be kind of disgusting. That the, the machines aren't really built to... You know. Anyway, this is Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. And we've been talking a little about... Tio's and Change and the Elvis Fest. And in the minute, we're going to talk about Haggis. That's probably the most important thing we could talk about. But in the meantime, here is the second best song ever done about a clam by Elvis Presley. You ever had one of those dreams where the songs just keep repeating and repeating? And wait, wait, here we go. Hold on, hold on, here we go. Wait, here, I'm sorry, we're going to... I think I just freaked out, folks. It's the clam. 
I don't know what's in those clams, but yes, this is actually Elvis Presley. And this is actually the second song about clams, which is strangely unlike the first. That was Clam Bake. This is Do the Clam. Everybody, get up. Do the Clam. Hey, everybody, gather around. And listen to that bongo sound. Grab the first one in your reach. Now we're gonna shake the beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah! Do the clam, do the clam. Grab your barefoot baby by the hand. Turn and tease, hug and squeeze. Dig right in and do the clam. You can't get your heart to spin on the outside looking in. Moon ain't gonna last all night. Well, let's work up an appetite. Do the clam, do the clam. Grab your barefoot baby by the hand. Turn and tease, hug and squeeze. Dig right in and do the clam. Yeah, dig right in and do the clam. I don't know what happened at the beginning of that song. I can't explain my behavior. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, and coming up in 10 minutes, face the music with our wolf. In the meantime, it's Elvis Fest this weekend in Ipsy's Depot Town, and it's the Celine Celtic Fest in... What city was that again? Oh, yeah, Celine. And one of the events... Now, I, it would be unfair to say that with all the events at the Celine Celtic Fest that one rises above the other, but I will anyway. That would be the Haggis Hurl. Whenever I hear about the Haggis Hurl, I just get really excited, and I, I can't explain it. At the Celtic Fest, among the athletic events, will be, by the way, it's this Saturday in Celine at Mill Pond Park. 
And among the events will be, in fact, a haggis hurl. And pipe bands and music by a group called String Cheese, which is a food reference, Eileen Ivers, and some other folks as well. The haggis hurl will take effect will take effect at 1.30 p.m. The severe haggis warning will take effect at 1.30 p.m. on Saturday. Also at 3.30 p.m. and 4.30 p.m. There's a haggis in my mouth. Excuse me, that's extremely rude of me. But the haggis hurl will be taking place at the Selene Celtic Fest. And I should tell a little something about haggis hurling. I see on this website, haggishurling.org, which would be just the kind of website you'd want to look to find out about haggis hurling, says here, hurling the haggis, a traditional Scottish sport that is currently seeing a renewed interest, was first began in the northwest of Scotland, where the rivers often run deep and the water is cold. Originally, the good Scottish wives and daughters would prepare a lunch for their men who were cutting peat or plowing a wee bit of land. Like all good Scots, they never wasted any of the precious food they would have to see them through the winter. They chopped up the parts of the cattle or sheep that we would consider the least attractive to our palate and mixed it with oatmeal that was a staple of their diet. The mixture was then placed in the sheep's stomach or intestine and tied at both ends. This pudding was then slowly simmered in a pot over a peat fire for several hours. The hungry men would come to the river's edge and the women would throw or hurl the warm, fragrant haggis across the cold stream. Often they would stand on a rock at the edge of the water to give them an advantage while hurling the steaming lunch to their man. Hurl the steamed lunch to your man. It was important that he caught his haggis because if it fell on the rocky shore, it would break. Then he would have to go hungry until he returned home from work in the evening. All Scots loved to compete, and it was not long until haggis hurling became one of the sports they enjoyed at their Highland Games. Modern competition is held with is held with the hurler standing atop a half of a whiskey barrel. They throw a frozen haggis for distance, but they must not fall off the barrel. The modern hurling record, which is a thing to be proud of in general, is 180 feet 10 inches, held by Alan Pettigrew. This is in the Guinness Book of World Records 2005. The Association for Scottish Haggis Hurling USA branch invites any inquiries regarding the sport or about holding a sanctioned competition at your Scottish Highland Games. For more information... It's listed on the website, haggishurling.org. I have in front of me a diagram of a haggis hurling haggis. There are two kinds of haggai. That's like elvi, it's plural. There's the sporting haggis, which is one of my favorites. That would be a 500-gram haggis, plus or minus 30 grams, 22 centimeters in length and 18 centimeters in diameter. The sporting haggis... Uh, yeah, there you go. The heavyweight haggis, however, that would be... See, you have the two different events, the sporting haggis and the heavyweight event haggis. The heavyweight event haggis is 850 grams, plus or minus 30, 30 centimeters in length, 24 centimeters in diameter, length from the neck to the gut to the tail. Did you know that haggis has a tail? That's absolutely amazing. That's some tail, too. Now, one of the most famous poems about haggis, much as there are not enough songs about clams, there are not enough poems about haggis, but nonetheless... The great Scottish poet Robert Burns did compose Address to a Haggis with much pride. And I will try to read some of it to you with some of the translations. This on a website called rabbi-burns.com, R-A-B-B-I-E-burns.com. And no, it's in a, a Scottish brogue that I would probably mince if I tried, but fair, your honest, sonsy face, that's cheerful, great chieftain of the puddin' race, Aboon ye, uh, aboon them, a ye tack your place above your place. And I don't think I'm going to get much farther, but it's nonetheless a beautiful thing with images of amber bead, warm, reekin' rich, 
such words, you know, basically the haggis is something that is more beautiful than any other kind of food you can have. I mean, uh, mark the rustic haggis fed, the trembling earth resounds his tread. This is all true of the haggis. To a Haggis by Robert Burns. And the Celine Celtic Fest is going to take place on Saturday, July 12th, all day. In fact, there are some events going on right now, but all day, the big part of the festival is Saturday, July 12th in Celine at Mill Pond Park. And did you know, actually, this is something that is a Pandora's Lunchbox exclusive. In fact, did you realize that there is a connection between Elvis and Haggis and Hurling? Elvis and Hurling. Well, Elvis and Haggis Hurling. There was, in fact, an obscure and not quite finished movie by Elvis in the 1960s, which was considered, unfortunately, too bad by the standard of his 60s movies, which is saying something. A movie called Secret Agent Marco and the Bejeweled Haggis. Did you know this? This is true. If you can imagine karate-chopping Scotsmen in kilts, hurling capers at each other at high speeds, then you'll know. Actually, capers, capers. There was actually one of the downfalls of the movie was the fact that they had a caber toss, the caber being a large pole, as a matter of fact. This is true of, of the things that I'm saying. This actually is true. The, the large pole, it's a, it's a part of a traditional Scottish athletic games. It's a large wooden pole called a caber, similar to a telephone pole or a power pole. And they're about 16 to 20 feet long, and people hold them in their hands and stand them straight up while they're standing. They run and they hurl them forward. So they had a caber toss, but there was some miscommunication in the discussion of the filmmaking. And in fact, they ended up throwing capers at each other, you know, those little salted things. And it was just kind of embarrassing and really not very flattering to Hollywood or the movie industry. But nonetheless, there was Secret Agent Marco and the Bejeweled Haggis. Hmm. Finally, though, finally, before we get to the end of this, just want to mention that Joey Chestnut has re- reclaimed the top spot as winner of the annual hot dog eating contest in where else? Coney Island, after first, after first tying with arch-rival Takaru Kobayashi in a 10-minute chow down and then beating him in a five-dog eat-off. The men tied at 59 frankfurters in 10 minutes before being made to gobble another five dogs in a last-minute tiebreaker. Kobayashi had hoped to reclaim the throne after suffering a disappointing loss last year. He had reigned for six years. And finally, Britain has ruled that Pringles are not a potato, they're not a potato snack, so they are not subject to value-added tax. Warren, the Okay. Justice Nicholas Warren is expected to save millions for the manufacturer, Procter & Gamble. Warren overruled a tribunal decision that Pringles should be subject to the 17.5% tax because it met the definition of potato crisps, potato sticks, potato puffs, and similar products made from the potato, or from potato flour, or from potato starch. The judge found that Pringles were only 42% potato and thus exempt. I hope you have a great exempt weekend. Thank you for tuning in. I've been Mike for as long as I can stand it. This has been Pandora's Lunchbox. Coming up next, Arwolf and Face the Music. And will it be Mr. Martin? Mr. Martin. I'm trying to remember the name of the... I'm I'm drawing a crazy blank. Uh, Here we go. Here we go. Steve. Steve. Uh, No, no, no. Not Steve Martin. No, no, no. Uh, Dick. Dick. Dick Dick Martin. Dick Martin. Dick Martin. Yeah, not Steve Martin, but Dick Martin, the uh, the previous generation of insane comedians. So uh, a rare Rowan and Martin record that's pre-Laugh-In material coming up in a few minutes. Wow. Dedication to Dick Martin on Face the Music coming up next on WCBN-FM-FM-FM Ann Arbor. Uh, but before we go on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor... 
Tiger Stadium is being torn down, and I just want to play this song in dedication to it. This is Michigan and Trumbull by the original Brothers and Sisters of Love. Good evening. It's 7 o'clock. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, 88.3 megahertz. Experimental, experiential radio from the University of Michigan, run by students with lots of creative collaboration from the Ann Arbor community. This evening, Face the Music is pleased to present... I think it is. I'll have to ask it how it feels, but we're all very pleased to present... In just a few minutes, a tribute to the late uh, comedian Dick Martin, who passed away in uh, in May. 
of Rowan and Martin's fame. So uh, I think a way to limber up for that is to respond to some of the heavy-handed